I'm Michael Boxall, and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons Podcast. afternoon or evening depending on when this finds you welcome to the sound of the loons podcast i'm steve mcpherson and i'm happy to be back with you after a break for the holidays the team is back as well up here at the national sports center in blaine having opened up training camp as they prepare for the preseason presented by blue cross blue shield of minnesota this is my fourth year working for the team and the start of every training camp brings me back to the first time i came up here to blaine in 2017 and i just met a ton of people and i couldn't keep track of who was who except for Adrian Heath, basically. Now I feel like it's kind of great to see returning players and coaches, get to see some of the new guys. To paraphrase from The Wire, I love the first day of school. Everybody's all friendly and stuff. To sort of orient us today, we've brought on Minnesota United assistant coach Ian Fuller. Ian, how's it going? What have you gotten up to since the end of last season? Uh, it's going great. We're happy to be back. The offseason is very long. and uh, Is it, though? It doesn't feel that long. Well, it feels long to us when uh, <laughs> you, know, you spend 10 months on the training ground and then suddenly there's, there's no training ground. It's covered in snow and uh, you're away scouting and, and um, you know, a bit, a bit of vacation here. You, you just can't wait to get back, especially, you know, you, you got the draft and some new signings and you just want to you want to see what what you've got going and um we're happy to be back day day two so one thing that was sort of disorienting for me at the end of last season is that is after minnesota united's first two seasons in the league uh coming up to the end of the season you, the team wasn't going to the playoffs so you sort of looked at th- that last game you sort of had your last home game your last road game and you were sort of ready you were sort of easing into the the off season this year, with getting to the playoffs, which is tremendous, that playoff game is coming up, and behind the scenes, we're prepping for what's going to happen for the next week. You know, we already have stuff ready to go, and then, you know, the team loses, and suddenly, you're, you just sort of stop in the middle of this whole thing, and I felt like everybody in the office, at least, you know, there was sort of two weeks of, what are we, what are we doing with ourselves for a little bit? You get a little disoriented. Did you have, did you have some of that experience of it, this sort of that hard stop coming, as opposed to sort of easing it toward the end of this regular season? You know, certainly it was disappointment. And, you know, that first week you look back on the game itself because it's a one-off game. You know, during the season, you're always looking forward to that next one because right. even if you lose, you know, what can we do better? How can, you know, how can we we constantly improve? Um, you know, even when you win, you do that too. But with with the playoff loss, it's you, you work so hard to get there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, clearly I thought you know, we had a – a decent match you know we we, we played well in, in bits and pieces and we just you know we, we weren't good in in either box on on the night and um the disappointment was there and clearly you know we knew that the next round was in la at lafc and we were just excited uh to possibly get to that next stage and right. it just was a big letdown it was it was frustrating you know being in this this game for so long i've experienced playoff losses uh, sure. And there's nothing better than playoffs, but there's nothing worse than a playoff loss. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to, to get to the playoffs was uh, looking back was was a great achievement, and we're really really happy about where, you know, where things are, the direction we're heading. But um, that look, looking back at that night, um, it was a difficult night to to swallow for sure. Um, and now it's it's given us motivation. You know, we want to get back yeah. on that stage and and prove that we deserve to be there and uh, can better 
better um, the result uh, and hopefully advance a few stages. Yeah. Uh, held Zlatan scoreless at Allianz Field for his entire MLS career, basically. So, yeah, with just two ex- matches. <laughs> but, hey, we'll take it. I know at TCF we didn't. So, given given, given his his rate of scoring, I think it's nothing to sneeze at. So. Yeah, I, I think he was one in three in Minnesota. Yeah, scored, right. Scored one in three matches, but we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. So, um, we talked a little bit about this last year uh, when I was on the road trip in Seattle for the last game. We talked a little bit about this about how the team sort of found its identity um, over the course of the season. Um, but you know, now that you've had a little more distance from 2019, how do you see last season, sort of the arc of last year overall, um, you know, thinking about where you thought the team was at the beginning, where they ended up at the end, you know, sort of how that developed, uh, you know, over the last three years, it's, it's clearly been, um, you know, we're building towards whatever Minnesota wants to be, which, uh, eventual champions and, and uh, I think the path has been, uh, the trajectory at least has been great. Um, now, now how, how do we better it? You know, the, I think that's been the, the, the biggest question throughout the off season is it was a great season, but that was last year. It's right. over. Yeah. Now, how can we get better? And it, it's been a constant, um, you know, day in, day out, uh, you know, uh, kind of question is, is what portions of the team can we get better in? How do we get better? Uh, team camaraderie, work rate, you know, throughout the entire season, you know, can we get a bit younger? I mean, there, there are all these questions that we ask, uh, you know, which, which make a team better. Um, and I think we've answered a lot of them. Um, now the question is, is can we put it to test? Uh, you know, we've got some, some more guys we're hoping to come in before the, um, the season gets going and, and hopefully they fit in really well. And that's our job is to, to, to get them to, to feel comfortable in, uh, in market. And then uh, we put the team together and see how it goes. But we're, we're really looking forward to this year. Uh, we feel like we've made some really good changes, but um, it's one thing to go from where we were in 2000, what was it, 16 to, to 2000, I guess it would have been 17, 18, 2019 sure. to where we got to the playoffs. But now what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, it, to, to regress would be a, a big disappointment. Well, Adrian has said that before that, I mean, I think he, he emphasized that point, you know, at the end of last season that, you know, if you think you, you did it and now you're there again, it's like everybody else is moving forward. We'll touch on that a little bit later, but um, you got to keep going, you know, even just to sort of stay where you were at and, you know, and ideally you want to get better every season. So what, what do you feel like were some of the sort of the coaching staff's like key takeaways from last season in terms of, you know, I mean, obviously there's, you know, obviously things are in the works and so there's still people coming in. There's not a lot that you can't talk about all that stuff necessarily, but, but just in terms of the takeaways of looking at that season, where did you think you want to, you want the coaching staff wants to grow on the field? You know, I think it's, you know, it's well documented that we we brought in guys that, that would make us better through the spine of the team, mm-hmm. you know, and, and bringing Ike in uh, to pair with whoever was next to him, early doors, you know, it was it was uh, boxy at most of the stage. It was BK, it was, you know, some of the other guys, uh, Ozzy clearly as a leader and, and just his knowledge of the MLS and, and uh, just his qualities and bringing in Jan was, was, I wouldn't say a gamble because we knew what we were going to get with Jan for sure, but he didn't know MLS. So you never know when you bring in guys from outside the MLS. Uh, Vito was another one. Didn't know. Uh, Turned out to be a a big, big coup for us. Um, But now how can we get better? You know, and, and we think bringing in someone like Tyler Miller, who's, you know, young, who's experienced, uh, you know, played, 
Um, two years, they'd arguably the best team in the league over the last two years. Uh, they didn't win any trophies back in LAFC, but but he, he was a, a major uh, portion of that that club for a while. Um, and he's you know played for the national team here and there, and we just think his ceiling is quite high. Um, you know, and we've got to replace goals. Mm-hmm. You know, there the, that's been a big thing is you know with Darwin moving on to Houston and uh, you know not kind of having a bit of a drought at the end there uh, of the season, we, we need to get more goals. Um, and so that's been a big focus. And we feel like um, we're on the right path to replacing goals. And also, you know, we're going to continue to work with guys that are here. Uh, you know, Mason Toy had a great little purple patch there, but can we, you know, maintain that mm-hmm. or at least spread it out through through more matches? Uh you know, Robin Lord came in uh, and did, did really well with with his finished team, and, and uh, they, they qualified for the European Championships. You know, can we get more of them this year? Uh, you know, it's difficult for guys coming in the summer uh, to adapt, and, and we've got a full preseason with them now. So, um, you know, there's – can we see more Kevin Molino, Ethan Finley, and, you know, mm-hmm. Thomas Chacon to a year older. And yeah. so there, there are a lot of um, positives in what we're bringing back and a lot of question marks, but – it's up to us now and it's up to the players to, to get the most of them. Yeah, I think last year a sort of a, an underrated element of it was I think the most obvious improvement was, you know, in those guys, those vets, you know, Ike and Ozzy and, and Vito between the sticks and things like that. That was sort of the most manifest improvement. But there was also the, you know, the sort of a bunch of young guys, Hassani, Mason having that good patch, Chase was good, Tom, Tomas Chacon didn't really play that much. But there is, like, young talent also there. It's not just a team that added a bunch of vets who were sort of, you know, in their prime or late prime, I think it's very encouraging that there was good spells and good patches from a lot of those guys. And again, you know, the fact that Chacon is still so young and there's still so much to be seen from him and, and from Mason and players like that. Like, I think it's, it's, that was a nice balance to have. And also that is going to have to happen. You're going to have to continually refresh the team, right? It was, it was, it was a fun balance, you know, to, to see some of the young guys come in and play so fearless was awesome. And it kind of, you know, says a lot about the, the young generation coming up now is that they don't care, you know, who they're playing against. <laughs> sure. You know, they they go straight in and it, it's great to see. Um, yeah. But, but you're right, you know, can we get more out of the players that are here and, and, you know, guys that come in, can we quickly help them feel uh, part of the team and adapt well uh, to living in Minnesota? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll see where the cards fall um, over the first few matches. You know, we have a, a tough stretch coming up early on. Um, but, but we're really positive about, you know, where the, the club's going and where we're going and, you know, um, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah. So looking at the league overall a little bit, I, I sort of found it interesting watching the news as player acquisitions and players departing. You know, if you look at a lot of other major American sports, you know, the NBA or something, you, you see that basically LeBron or, or Kevin Durant have been the best player in the NBA for a decade, at least. In MLS, you know, you have Zlatan leaving. You have Chicharito coming in, you know, for that Galaxy team. You have SKC adding a player like Alan Polito, sort of changing the makeup of that team. First of all, just sort of as a fan of soccer, like I sort of find this an exciting element of MLS. that You could have the top 10 players in the league in consecutive years could be like 16 different players because there's a lot of turnover. So just in terms of watching the game, like is, is, is that a positive for you? I love it. I mean – you know, clearly uh, what Vela did in LAFC was remarkable and, and his standard is still down in LAFC and they're going to be better because they're bringing in some more talent. Um, you know, Chicharito's joined the, the league. That's going to be exciting. And, 
you know, you've got guys coming in from Mexico uh, that have done really, really well there, and they're coming in at a really young age. Aside mm-hmm. from Chicharito, they're they're coming in at a young age and ripe age, and I think that's the excitement of the league. You know, we may not know some of these stars yet, but um, you know, they're gonna arise pretty quickly. Um, you know, and we're, we're hoping that that one of our guys, you know, could be one of the sure. league's best best players. And you know, we've got a pretty good base and some exciting young players, and now it's a up to them and it's up to us to to get these guys performing at their best and we think we have a really good group and i think for us it's more strength in numbers but mm-hmm. but clearly I, I getting defender of the year you know yeah can can, can he improve on that that year even you know even a, a year on uh we're just excited we think it's a good group of guys chase getting called the national team's pretty exciting um but mls is is certainly uh what do they call it mls part you know, 4.0 yeah, or whatever it is. Whatever point saying, we're yeah, on, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it, it's really exciting. And, you know, the CBA, uh, whatever they decide and whatever decisions the, the league and and the, the players decide about where the roster will be, and that'll affect the way teams build uh, the roster in the future. Um, so the league's constantly changing, and you have to be able to adapt or else you, you're, you're headed south. And, and uh, we, we don't want to go, um, you know, have to – to, to restart again based on, right. you know, the two previous years we had. So, um, you know, can we, can we adapt? And, and then for you in terms of as a coach and a coaching staff, they would, is that, does that also present a challenge because, you know, you had played these teams last season and then you're like, well, there's this team, the complexion of this team could be completely different. Does that present a particular challenge as you're like scouting and looking at teams? Yeah, certainly. And it's not just the players as well. You know, the coaches have come from all over the world. Sure. Now. You know, it, it used to be that coaches kind of, the American coach or a few foreign coaches, you know, you kind of just get reshuffled and put into another team and you know how those coaches want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw it with uh, Almeida from San Jose last year is some teams and coaches come in and they play completely different than sure. MLS has ever seen. <laughs> right. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's fun to, to try to approach uh, an opponent that they haven't seen that kind of system before. You know, they, they have little tweaks where, you know, MLS quite hasn't seen. So it, it keeps you on your toes, and it's kind of fun to prepare for different teams. Yeah, and you've got two completely new teams coming into the league now with Nashville and, uh, and Inter-Miami. So, with um, two totally different approaches. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's – and I think you're – okay, Nashville is coming here and Minnesota United is going to Nashville, correct? Yeah, we play home and away okay. versus Nashville. Okay. Um, and then Miami – We're away. away to, oh, you have to go to Miami. That's terrible. Well <laughs> – Ish. It's Fort Lauderdale. I, right, yeah, okay. yeah. We wish we could go there now and get right, out of right, this, this right. cold slump. Fort Lauderdale, not quite as glamorous. Different, in different, yeah, in different ways. It's not quite on the same. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is Miami. And, uh, no, we're, to be honest, we, we love playing in different conditions against different opponents. And, sure. And I think that's the biggest challenge for us is, you know, at home, I think we had a pretty good record. You know, clearly we had some gave away some points to some opponents we probably shouldn't didn't want to sure um but i think that one thing that we have to improve on is our away record you know we went from i think one or two the first year to yeah you know possibly just one the second year and this last year was a nice bump i think we won six six games on the road Mm -hmm. you know and can we improve on that um you know i think that there are a few key performances last year that stick out uh for positives but there certainly are a few keys uh, performances that, that you look at and you're like, we've, we've got to improve on that. We can't show up on certain days and lay an egg. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a challenge. And I think that our guys know this and, and uh, it's a challenge they're willing to accept, um, you know, and, and that's the beauty of you bringing some of the guys from 
some of the younger kids and some of the guys from overseas, they, they don't know history here. They don't sure. know that we haven't really played particularly well at Colorado. Uh, sure. You know, they, they don't know that, you know, we've never, I don't think we beat Seattle in, in, in the that's time right. in MLS. So, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of bringing in some, some younger guys and some, some guys that are from overseas is that, you know, they just don't know the history of this. And right. um, so it's an exciting time and also challenging for us coaches for sure. And then, so, and also the second year at Allianz Field, I mean, obviously lost one regular season game there, um, which is which is terrific. Like you said, split points in a couple of places that probably should have, should have been wins. But, um, you know, looking back at those games, especially early on, it did feel like the team and the crowd to a large extent were kind of, getting used to it. Like it didn't really feel, it was great. And I mean, the building is amazing. It was amazing from day one, but you know, that first game against NYCFC was just chaotic. And I think that it took a while to settle in before it really felt like that advantage. So do you feel like that going in for that second season in Allianz field, you're going to start on the front foot there because you're, you're just comfortable. there. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, we haven't kicked the ball outside and clearly we're not going to, <laughs> in the near future, <laughs> right. but, uh, we can't wait to get back. And we, I think we spoke about it in Seattle when we were there. It took us five games plus to, to feel like yeah. we were at home. Uh, it felt like we were walking in a different environment, and one, the fans were still getting used to as well. So yeah. uh, this is going to be a totally different uh, feel for us walking in, you know, what is it, March 15th? 15th, I I'm believe. looking over it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, other side. March, March 15th. 15th <laughs> home game against yes. Red Bull. It, so that goal, it's going to feel completely different. But we're, we're not focused there yet. We, right, yeah. We've got two very important away matches that we feel uh, that they're they're gettable. So, um, as much as we love Allianz Field, and by the way, there were some great moments, some unbelievable moments a lot of last year. But we need to build on those now, mm-hmm. um, and we want to make sure that every performance, people walk away, hard pain fans walk away and say, you know what, they they put it in. Um, you know, they made the result may not. Fo- you know, gone their way, like the Philadelphia game. Sure. We played great that day. Yeah. Maybe the get best game we played. 29 all shots year. or something. We were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And we, we lost 3-2. Yeah. So um, clearly that was a disappointment. But I, I think if you continue to, to play as hard as you can um, and put out a good product um, and, and win, you know, the majority of the games and not draw – uh, games at home, um, you know, I, I think that we can make that place a fortress. And, and it, I think it showed last year, and then we got to build on it. Yeah. And then even before the regular season gets going, you've got preseason trips coming up right now, going to Orlando and Portland. Um, you know, obviously the sort of starting 11 is a moving target throughout the entire season. It's not something that goes in, into stone at the beginning of the season. But, you know, what are you, what are you looking for in terms of the progression over the next several weeks as you're sort of getting through training camp and then, you know, a, tr- a trip to Orlando and then the trip to Portland? Like, what is the coaching staff looking to get out of that? So um, we've, we've spent weeks and weeks and weeks planning the preseason with the fitness coaches and, and all the assistant coaches and Adrian. And, uh, this f- first week we're looking to get a base, Yeah, you know, you know, we, we got doubles for quite a few of the first day, few days, and we're just trying to get a base. Um, you know, there's no tactical stuff. There's, uh, not a lot of talk of, you know, pulling guys aside and, and this is what we're working on for this reason during this day. And, it's more getting a base. And so we'll, we'll do a lot of uh, possession stuff, a lot of, you know, small sided stuff, and then eventually open it up to where guys are really opening their legs up. Um, and then the, there's a fitness component in the afternoon that guys are just getting their legs under them. And, and can they get a base for that Florida leg? That first portion of Florida and Melbourne, we're going to work them pretty, pretty darn hard. 
um, and start to put in a few tactical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but week three, uh, you know, we've got three three games in a week there. Um, and can we really start to to ask a lot more of the guys tactically? Can we put some stuff in, you know, and install some some shape stuff and, you know, some key stuff that, you know, will be the foundation throughout the entire year. It's, it won't just be, you know, we're prepping for, you know, the Charleston battery on this Wednesday. Sure. No, this is, a, a you know, some building blocks that will – will maintain throughout the entire year. So, uh, and then we're, we're back here for a week and on, on to Portland against some, uh, three quality MLS teams to really, really try to, you know, hopefully put our starting group or what we think our first 15 into different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we mainly stuck to a certain formation this last year, but you know, possibly this year, we, can we be a bit more, uh, um, you know, different in what the the views we give other teams and, you know, can we adapt differently to being on the road versus home in certain situations. So I think that, that the preseason is, is you're not going to be a hundred percent by day one. You're not going to have that fitness level to where, you know, but by week three, four, five, moving on, the guys should be fully fit. And uh, it's difficult. Six weeks. Can you get them, you know, as close to match fit as possible. And that's, yeah. that's the goal and to feel like they're fully prepared for uh, Portland come March 1st, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And the, I remember last season toward the end of the season, talking to a lot of the guys, they, all of them stressed that, you know, like you said, the, the pre preseason is not when you're, you're hundred percent match fit, but that's really when it begins. And, and if you hit the ground running and you do your stuff, right. I mean, I remember the, this quote from Ike where he was talking about, you know, getting a, it was sort of, I talked last season before the season began to Ozzy and Ike and Jan, sort of guys who had had experience and winning at, at that level and what they were bringing in terms of that. And, and Ike saying that, you know, winning begins with winning training, winning your, your individual battles, winning your small sided games, like always going out there and sort of putting forth that effort to effort to win what you're doing. I saw it today. Ethan Finlay just, I mean, he never goes less than hundred percent That's right. <laughs> bombing up and down. So, yeah. but like, have you seen so far just in the couple of days you've seen, have you seen like good signs of people committed to it and, and putting forth that effort? Absolutely. Um, we've got a new assistant coach, uh, uh, Sean McCauley who's come in from Orlando and, and he's, you know, been in Orlando, been in Portland, Sheffield United, you know, played in Manchester United growing up um, for the youth level and, and play, had a good career. Um, talking about, you know, just being an honest player. And, and he was amazed at how many, uh, if not all of our guys, are just honest workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting that team camaraderie to where everyone's working to the same path. And like you said about Ike, is that can you win your individual battles? And that rubs off on people, mm-hmm. you know, and... and having that mentality early on is so important because, uh, that's, you know, when, when your when your muscles are sore and your, your joints are achy and, you know, you've been on a plane back and forth across the country in August and it's hot in certain, t- you know, in parts of the country, th- those are the times where it's going to really drag you through is, is, uh, you know, team camaraderie. Can we fight for each other? Um, and are we honest? And I think that we've got a really good, honest group right now. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about Sean McCauley. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him yet, but you know, how's, how's that going with the coaching staff having a new addition on there? It's been, uh, amazing, uh, amazingly easy. And it's been fantastic to, to work with him. Uh, you know, Mark Watson's moved up and his roles changed and I've been around Watto for, for over a decade and played with him. So, you know, clearly there's some things that, you know, that I learned a lot from Watto and you'll miss a little bit, clearly. Uh, but, you know, Sean's come in and it's been a seamless transition and 
uh, he's got some really good ideas that um, I think can freshen the group for sure. And um, he's, he's just a quality coach. Nice. Well, Ian, thanks so much for coming out. Appreciate it. You can have me anytime. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, the season and get going. And uh, shout out to all the fans who have endured the, the long off season and are excited about this uh, 2020 season because it's going to be uh, a fun one. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us for the 88th Sound of the Loons podcast. Be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five-star rating. And follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC and me, Esty Ventress. Ian, are you on Twitter or anything? You... No. No, you don't. Just... No, not in the social media. Yeah. For a reason. Stay out of it. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I tried to leave and then, then I, I, I got pulled back in. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, as always, to Richard Wagner. And remember, there's only one person in this whole world like you, and people can like you exactly as you are. <laughs>